if you guys were in the human centipede and you couldn't be the front of it, you had to choose middle or back, which part of the pede would you be? Middle. No question. Middle. I was leaning toward middle. At least I could <laughs> cause to, someone if, else if, to suffer. I'm going to have to eat someone's shit. Someone's going to eat my shit. This isn't in the podcast, is it? It might be. Okay. That's how we open the podcast. I love That's it. That's the cold open? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. What are the benefits to being the last one? What were we talking about here? I thought we were going to talk about remakes. You don't have anybody attached to your butt. That's kind of good, right? I would want to spread the misery as well. If I have to deal with it, I'm giving it to somebody else. What happened to remakes and reboots? Hey everyone, just a quick note about today's episode. This will be part one of our Remakes Reboot discussion. If you want to enhance your experience with this episode, we recommend you view the 2010 remake of Nightmare on Elm Street and 2009's Friday the 13th remake. Enjoy. Hey, all you creatures from Cyberspace. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name's Mark, and again, I'm joined by John and Garrett. Fellas, how are we doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right till that question, to be honest. <laughs> threw me off my game. Oh, that's, that's the point, right? We're getting ready here. So 2017 is over. As the time of this podcast goes up, it's 2018. So quick question on the year. From a scale of Sound of Music to Faces of Death, how was 2017? Like how scary was it? Because it was faces of death scary. <laughs> it was it was found snuff film in your parents' basement bed. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, it seemed <laughs> all right until a real weird twist turn and uh That's true. Or do we have any hope for twenty eighteen? No, it's gonna be worse. Is <laughs> the sequel to twenty seventeen gonna be better or worse? I say we need we need a reboot. It might be time to reboot. So in the spirit of refreshing things, today's episode is gonna be about remakes. There's been a lot of those over the past years. Even, you know, we had The Fly, 1986, The Thing came out. So it's not new to the genre. And it seems like Hollywood has kind of been just doing a lot of reboots and remakes in the last 10, 15 years. So what do you guys think of the whole prospect of remaking old material? For horror movies... Remakes have been around forever, if you really think about it. Like, a lot of our classic ones, like The Thing was a remake of, you know, a 50s movie. So I think it's just par for the course in the horror movie, you know, world that remakes are going to be a big part of it. Sometimes they come off pretty well, you know, like The Thing, and most of the time they come off pretty terrible. Has anybody actually seen the original Thing? I know it's a black and white one from, like, what, the 50s? I have. have. Yeah, it's... It's an interesting concept, but it's the the key concept of you know you don't know is still there, which is great for the time. It's a great like idea, but Carpenter just really knows how to nail it. What are the guidelines that makes a good remake? Like, what are we going to judge these things on as we go and talk about some of these that we've watched? I think there's there's no set litmus test to really yeah. kind of say well, for you yourself. Know, Maybe not as a whole, but like, what are you looking for in a remake? I would say for me, you have to if it's if it's a single character, if it's a you know a person based you know reboot like you know, like Freddy or Jason or something like that. You know, you have to be true to the character. You have to kind of you know keep the feel of what made that movie unique kind of intact. 
And then, you know, you also have to bring something new to the table. I mean, if it's just a shot-for-shot remake of the same thing, you can just go back and watch the original. Yeah, what's the point, right? Yeah. So I'd say those are the big things for me. I would agree with that. And then I wonder, you know, does it stand on its own in a sense? Is this a good movie? If it wasn't a Freddy remake, would I still... Well, I didn't really like that one. But the point is, (laughs) if it wasn't a remake of something that I loved, would I still like it? Yeah, that's a good point. And and that's kind of how I look at it too for myself is like what does this bring to the table for the franchise? Uh, are they doing anything different? Was there a point to this or is it just a studio trying to, you know, capture lightning in a right. bottle again for the same franchise? And I think I think for the most part that's kind of what it ends up being. It's like, you know, like hey, let's let's recapitalize on what, you know, what's been around for so long. And I think we're going to have an episode where we talk about, like, franchise series and stuff like that. We can get more into yeah. that then. But, um, you know, I I never really watch horror movies. So, like, going back to these, the remakes, the the reboots that we kind of watched, um, you know, it was great for me because I, I'm not familiar with them. I was able to kind of, like, look at them with fresh eyes. I've seen the originals, yeah. but it was so long ago. It's been so long since I've actually watched them. It was kind of, it was easy for me to be like, does it hold up on its own? Does this give me the feel and the the sense of like what I felt kind of back when I saw the the originals? Sure. For me, I uh, I saw the majority of these remakes as they came out yeah. uh, in the theater. Um, I think my opinion on one or two of them might have changed since then. So it was good to go back and look at some of these again. Um, do you think you know now that we are at the age that we are, you know, mid thirties, early thirties? Are we just noticing this remake stuff more because we grew up with these franchises the first time around. Hmm. You know, like Nightmare was, and, and Friday the 13th was still going on when we were, you know, young kids. and that Yeah, was- I mean, I guess it makes sense that we'd be kind of more aware of it because they're remaking things from our childhood now as opposed to... And that's more things everything. that were before we were even born or whatever, you know. So sort of the window of what they're remaking has shifted some to more to much more overlap with what we saw. And think about up. the thing, like I didn't know that thing was a remake, right? When so I was there are kid. kids nowadays who probably don't know. Well, we were also exposed to it at a different time too. Like you know, just because we were alive when you know Friday the Thirteenth came out and stuff like right. that doesn't mean we were watching it at age well, six. Sure. You right. know, I mean, yeah, so true. so I think I think it's. We remember seeing the advertisements. I think we, I think we're, we, are, like you said, we're more exposed to, to the, the actual films and stuff like that. So when we see them being remade or reboot, you know, that's kind of. I think it does kind of trigger, like, oh, hey. Here's a big hit to my kind of horror cred. I saw the Halloween remake before I saw the original one. Nice. The Rob Zombie one? Yeah, I saw the Rob Zombie one. Well, we're going to talk about... Well, there's yeah. three movies we're going to talk about specifically today because um, we're going to talk about the Friday the 13th remake. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the um, Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. remake, um, and then we're going to talk about Halloween, the Rob Zombie remake, specifically those three. I mean, we talk about some other stuff too, but yeah, I'm gonna, I sat through those films, the, uh, so we're going to discuss those films. I'm going to bring up the Texas Chainsaw Massacre also. Okay, okay. Um, but other than that, that's going to be the main points. So I guess we'll just get into it, right? Um, do you guys have a which one you want to tackle first? I'll just go in the order you listed. Okay, let's. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I want to start with Nightmare on Elm Street first, even okay. though I didn't say that one. First, All right, because that was out of the out of the three. It that was a rough watch. I did not enjoy that movie. Really, worse than the Friday or not Friday? Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth remake. I really liked the Friday the Thirteenth remake. Oh boy! All right, oh, yeah. we can we can we can delve <laughs> into that. But um, 
Yeah, no, I I took notes. I took lots okay, of notes, you good. guys, because um, I, I'm going to say out of the four that I saw, including the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this one was the worst. Wow, I, yeah, I, I disagree. And, I guess I'm odd man out okay, here. Okay, so let's let's uh, let's open it up straight up then. Like, what did you specifically like? Okay, real quick, let's uh, let's talk about it. Uh, so. Do this we, one was a remake, what, 2009, 2010? I think it came out in 2010, and it stars Jackie Earl Haley. Yes, which I did not realize. I was like, whoever's playing Freddy is doing an amazing job. I loved him as Freddy. Yeah, he was a good Freddy. Different take on him. Very different take on it. Um, and I, I was very happy to see the different take. I'm not a big camp humor fan. Like, so okay. Freddy and the original series never really did it for me. Yeah. It, was, it was a scary concept that was basically cheapened by his like, hey, surprise, guys, it's me. It is like, oh, great. He's opening his mouth again. So to have It got him worse be, over time, though. Originally, it was, I mean, he always had a camp element, but he did get much worse. That's my time. favorite, Freddy, the one that you hate. <laughs> I love Campy Freddy, where he's just being inventive and like smashing heads yeah. into televisions. It's prime time, bitch. Yes. Boom. And he kills really? him. <laughs> I don't really. Friday the that is Freddy to me, man. Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite horror franchise. Really? We'll talk okay. about in the future, but it really, I mean, it has some lows for sure, but it is my favorite, which probably does color my view of the remake. But, um, I mean, it wasn't good. I, would, I wouldn't say it was good, but I thought it was better than, you know, the Jason one for sure. How did you feel about his face? Like, did you like the new direction they took with didn't the face? Didn't like it. It was just um, uncomfortable to look at, and I know that's what they were going yeah, for, but yes. I didn't like looking at him. It was, it, I, uh, yeah, I kind of agree with Mark, you know, in the sense of it was very different, in, but it was just so gross and kind of how I would picture Freddy the look. Almost like if they had that technology in the early 80s, maybe that's what they would have gone with. Because it's a pretty terrifying looking face. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It was definitely more uncomfortable, which I appreciated because, again, Freddy was always creepy looking. But, you know, he had so much facial expression. You know, you could kind of, you could be like, oh, yeah. he's having fun with this, you know? And it's like, eh. With this, it was like, yo, there's no expression here. There's just like the just eyes. Evil, and yeah. I was like, it really intensified that character for me. Um, but that being said, the whole movie, the the reimagining of kind of the origin. I know in the original, it was always kind of alluded to, like, maybe he was messing around with some kids and they yeah. totally like, Spoiler if you've never seen Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, why don't you just give us a quick overview of the oh, Freddy, okay. like what he is and what he does. <laughs> okay, so but, oh, if wow. nobody, I mean, I can't imagine anybody's not been introduced to this yeah, franchise, but man, let's you just, just go watch it if you have it. That they have it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll streamline through this. Uh, so basically, Freddy was a, he was a caretaker in the original, but in this, like, he's kind of like a Gender. daycare assistant kind of thing. He is messing around with some kids. And then the parents burn him, lock him into a, a, a shed. I think it was a boiler room originally, but now it's like this big sh industrial shed. Who lives in an industrial park in their spare time is what I want to know. But Jackie Earl Haley does. <laughs> okay. That's his home address. All right. Well, <laughs> please forward my mail too. Uh, so they, they basically kill him, and then he comes back and starts killing their kids to get revenge um, on the parents is what I thought, but yeah. in the original, that's what it was. Yes. Like, he's doing it to get revenge. Like, you know, like, I'm going to take something from you. But in this one, it seemed like he didn't really care about getting revenge on the parents, but just really wanted that one girl back, which was really creepy because it came like the, the most, like, awkward romantic comedy I've ever seen. <laughs> he, in this one, he does seem much more interested in killing for the sake of killing. Like, he really just really seems to enjoy it. Whereas in the original, he was a man 
demon, whatever, on a mission. So the movie portrays Freddy um, as this just sex offender in this yeah. one, where they maybe just mildly hinted it in the original. Yes, well, they and honestly, pretty much that called it out. In they the they kind of called it out Did like, they, yeah, like the, the, he was he was uh, you know they kind of basically like he was a threat to you kids. And well, then, I think Nancy's mom, right? Doesn't she explain the whole deal? Which got, which Nancy in the in the original where he got off on a technicality and then they were like fuck this shit and they went and burned him. To well, death. he, he had him. killed twenty yeah. kids. Yeah, but somehow he got, he got off got on off a technicality. I think it was because he didn't get his rights read to him. Yeah, yeah. maybe they explain that later. But yeah, they, they, in the, the first one, movie. he gets he like kills kids, and then yeah. like he gets off because of it. And this one, he just touches them and does some like yeah, the parents, pretty gross stuff. But like you know, he basically doesn't like kill them necessarily. But yeah, the parents like burn. Oh, by the way, Freddy kills you in your dreams. We forgot yeah, to mention that's the this. best part. Like, when you die in your dreams, you die yeah. in real life. And he he basically comes to you when you're sleeping, and he tries to take you out there and then you die in real life. Yeah. So just a little side note. And to me, this remake, even though I, I liked it more than the Jason one, um, suffers from a problem that seems to be endemic in remakes in that they, man, they have to explain everything to such excruciating detail. There's just so much backstory. And like in the original, it felt like the movie was about dying in your dreams and in dreams for this one, it felt like the movie was about Freddy and there the was still dream- a mystery to it in the original. They didn't yeah. tell you every little bit. And-, and they did. They had so much more fun with the dream element in the original. They had creepy scenes like in That's the school where she's true. like dragging the you know her dead friend. And but I here it's just to- like boiler room murder, boiler room murder. I think they're trying to make a different kind of horror movie. And I think that's something we run into with these these remakes and these reboots is that. The, the nebulous kind of like, well, we don't know what drives these people or we're not really familiar with the history of these people. Like, we all know that. So what are you going to fill in? What are you going to add? And I think, yeah. I think a lot of writers tend to fall into the like, well, let's expand on that. Let's, let's really get into what makes them. And this is something I'm going to talk about in the Halloween. Uh, we talk about the, the Rob Zombie Halloween one. So if but, you're looking for a perspective on this film uh, from somebody that did not watch the originals, my wife sat through a large portion of the Nightmare remake, and she was actually on board with the film to a degree uh, when it was still like, is Freddie innocent? Is he not? Because remember, the kids yeah. at some point in the remake think that Freddie was an innocent caretaker. Yes. That was really now, weird, too. As soon as they flip the switch that, nah, this dude was diddling on you, and you just don't remember. <laughs> um, and then, like, all of a sudden, Freddie starts doing the creepy sex jokes, and my wife's like, I don't like this movie anymore. Your memories are what fuels me. <laughs> no, please don't. Your mouth says no, but your body says yes. <laughs> don't turn away. Did they explain why the kids didn't remember? Like, I get maybe a couple of them repressing memories, but the whole class—all of them, yeah—you think all thirty of them kids would somehow? Well, I thought that I thought the guy who was the counselor, like the psychologist counselor, maybe like hypnotized him or make, oh, kind okay, of did maybe, something to yeah. kind of help them forget. I thought that was going to be a thing, but that never, yeah, that never panned out. There were some misses in that movie, you know. But I just. I think the biggest like miss is that they didn't have more fun with it with the dream world. Okay, well, so yes. especially the, the fun aspect. That's one thing that Freddy always had going for him is he was kind of like the quirky, like you know, like hey, I'm gonna kill you, but guess what? Yeah. I'm gonna make this as like awkwardly like humorous as possible for me. Like he was right. having fun for himself, and in this one, he was just about killing him. But I come back to this because this was the biggest diversion for me is the fact that like in the first one, 
it didn't matter who you were. If you were a kid of these parents who, you know, burned Freddy Krueger yeah. down, your kid was getting it. Like, that was it. Hey, guess what? You fucked up. Here's here's retribution. And this one, he just, like, all the other people that were getting killed and stuff like that, the moment he, like, ran into Nancy again in the dream world, he was just kind of like, hey, what's up? I want to hang out. Like, like, he was just, like, infatuated with her. And it became, like, less of this, like, hey, I'm killing people because of, you know, revenge, and more like this creepy pedophile, yeah. like, I never got over her. This is what I'm after. And it was like, Hearing you then phrase why, it, why kill like everybody else? Right. It's a romance story of love but after the I, grave. I actually <laughs> bet that's how they pitched it. Because if you, if from one perspective, if you, the original movie is Nancy being obsessed with Freddy. You know, they really play her just being so obsessed with him and like ready to kill him. I mean, in a very strong way, but still, if you were sitting in a writer's room thinking, okay, how could we flip the script a bit? Maybe that's how they landed on this Freddie being super obsessed with Nancy motif. It's it, to me, it was interesting also in the eighties that Nancy was a much stronger character than the mid two thousands. Nancy, who I felt was just kind of whiny. She and, turned into more of a victim than yeah. uh, like a protagonist. Nancy uh, is like hero, heroine. Than, yeah bring the fucking fight. She was setting up booby traps. She was hey, going to capture Depp, him. Don't fall asleep, you idiot. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> I mean, she was taking faith and like, I'm going to fuck, fuck this shit up. But other Nancy was like, why is everything happening to me? And then she finds out, she finds out like, oh, I was messed with by Freddie. You know, like he's like, I was his favorite pedophile victim. It's so weird to say. Yeah. I have a lot of problems with this movie. I mean, there was definitely a lot of like things that they added that, I can tell from a writer perspective, it was like, this is uncomfortable. This fleshes some stuff out. This drives his motives. But again, his motives really didn't need to be fleshed out that way. And we can talk about more about this in like the other two that we talk about. But like, I think fleshing out the killer's motives and who they were and stuff like that is actually kind of a good thing in certain cases. But in this one, it was just such a, a different direction that I didn't enjoy I just stopped caring. Like, at some point, it was like, okay, we'll just kill her and get it over with, or abduct her and get it over with. It was like, why mess with every other kid involved in this? Just go after Nancy, man. That's what you've wanted here. Doesn't he kill her mother? At the very end. Yeah, it ended the same ambiguous way the first one ended. That kind of like, oh, you think everything's cool, and then all of a sudden, it's like, pow. I actually really like Nancy's mother in the original more than this one, because she had the drinking problem, and she locked her in. It's like, no keys. Lock, 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 (laughs) lock, lock. And she's being drunk on the couch. I'm like, she's got issues of her own that she's dealing with from this whole thing. It felt more real in a sense. I don't know. Okay, so let me run through three things that I, I could not get over. First off, you burn a man to death. All right. Sure. He was molesting your kids. You burn a man to death. You basically set up an elaborate scheme to make your kids not remember. All right. The moment your kids are having trouble sleeping or mention the name Fred Krueger or mention that someone is chasing them. Guess what? Maybe have a conversation with the parents and be like, hey, there might be some shit going down. Like there may be some side effects to what happened. Like, it's the, they uh, all just ignore it for, like, half the movie. It'll resolve itself if we never speak of it. Yes, that's how, that's how I that deal works. with most of my life's problems. So <laughs> I actually can relate to that. Compartmentalize and bury it. How's yeah. that working out for you there, John? Yeah, so far, so good. And if it's not, I wouldn't know. I'm just ignoring it. Also, Nancy's a terrible artist. I know you're not supposed to, like... I know she like, was bad. I know you're not supposed <laughs> to, like... You know, they're like, hey, she's in high school. She's learning. But, like, she was a better artist when she was a young kid hanging out with Fred Krueger than she was as an adult. I was like, oh, you're supposed to get better. 
that drove me nuts. As an artist, it definitely was one of those things where it's like I try not to like bash other artists, but like yeah. every I leaned, time they I leaned over my wife and said, "She's not good at what she's doing." She needs <laughs> you to know, find you calling craft. her an adult did make me think that everyone in that movie looked to be I don't know thirty. Yeah, they yeah. made no effort to None find. None of the teens ever look like no. teens in these well, films. In uh, the, is that a fault? In the original, they were a little more teen looking. I felt. Okay. Well, that's something in Halloween that they definitely fixed. Like the kids were much younger looking yeah. than when like Jamie Lee Curtis and we get yeah, we're getting to Halloween, 30, but, but yeah. yes, I think that this one did this suffer from all adults, older man. kids, and I think that's I think when you introduce like nudity and stuff into your movie, you right, kind of have, have to, to immediately, oh, sure. like, yeah. we need this person to look of age. And um, that was, or, you know, we need to reiterate many times in the script that they are 18. I run into an issue watching the 80s films of that all the teenagers look like they're, look like they're either 17 or 40. Yes. Like, and I can't tell which. It's true. <laughs> they all look physically young, but dress very old. Yeah. Or they I have guess the it's the style of the time. glasses yeah. on or something. Yeah. At the time, that's how everyone dressed. Now we just associate it with older folks. So. Yeah. I thought one thing they could have done to make it like a little more fun. Uh, my last note on, well, okay, two, two notes. One thing they could have done to make it a little more fun is like you're remaking the Freddy, you know, right. like the 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 jump rope one two Freddy's coming right. for you. Like let's make that a double Dutch thing, you know. Yeah. Like, like my mama said that Freddy's <laughs> coming for you. Like you know, like let's Remix. let's jazz it up a little bit, you know. That's one thing I I kept, I kept laughing every time they showed up in the movie. I was like, come on, we can we could do better, you guys. We should jazz this up, yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> and then the last thing is is the parents burn Freddy Krueger. All right, that's how he dies, and he comes back. And get you kids. He could still kill you in the dreams. Right. So what does Nancy do at the end of the movie? Burns Freddy Krueger. I'm like, it didn't work the first time. <laughs> Why are you walking away? We're doubling down. That's this what is, we're doing. Like, we're never going to get a sequel, so who cares? It's a callback. <laughs> I get it. But it was one of those things that was just like, clearly that didn't work the first time. What are you walking away for? John, this yeah. is your favorite horror franchise. Yes. How has Freddy died in the other films? Oh, man. Let's see. In the first one, he, like, it's sucked into the bed. And... <laughs> oh, right. It turns into a giant, like, Yeah, it's really weird. Ske- yeah. The mom turns to a skeleton and sinks down. Right. Um... Okay. That ending did Oh, that's right. Sense. Yeah. I remember that. Then they drive away in the Freddy Cougar mobile. Right. So that's that the whole weird. But that was kind of fun. That was kind of like, but that fit the first one. Like, if they pulled something like that in this one. I, no, have I don't remember him to. I in have the to. rest because it just doesn't matter. You know he's going to be back. Okay, well, uh, Freddy's Freddy, what is it? Freddy's dead. Yeah. Okay, they pull him into the real world and they like stab. That's him with definitely claws like or something, right? They, yeah, they always got to pull him into the real world. Yeah. Except they think in the last one they go to his world, and not the new nightmare, but the one before that. Because I remember there being like a three D element to it. Yeah. And, they, and then he explodes and, and right. They, I'm I'm fuzzy on the Dream Warrior ones. I can't remember how he died. Because Nancy Dream from the first one comes back in number yeah. three. Yeah, oh, that like was such a good a, movie. Teaching the kids how to fight him in the dream yeah. or something like that. Um, okay, well, Garrett, yeah, doubling down on the fire was probably a dumb <laughs> idea. They should have caught that and maybe thought of something different. <laughs> but that's part of my problem with this film is like the only inventive kills in this film were ripped straight out of the original. Yeah, they're so and boring. All the other kills, kills were man. boring. It was very, I mean, like I said, for someone who, who never saw these and was really kind of unfamiliar with the originals, you know, because I saw them so yeah. long ago, there was really like very little, like when he kills someone, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay, they yeah, so, so he's going to, he's going to do this. He's going to do this. And it wasn't even like he had a signature move. Like with Michael Myers, you know, the gut stab, 
You know you're getting gut stabbed at some point. Yeah, but that was the best but part like, about Freddy. Freddie like, was supposed to be, he's so inventive. Right. And, as, and as goofy as it came off, and as much as I didn't really care for that um, originally, like that was just kind of his shtick. Yeah. We put that one guy in a video game. You yeah, remember that, that one? Was that was Freddy's so dead. cool. I thought it was funny. He's over there playing the Nintendo. Yeah. He's like, come on, idiot. Jump. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm playing with power. <laughs> Jump boy. <laughs> I really like that. And like you saw what Inception was able to do with the whole dream idea. It's like, come on, man. Steal some of that. Like yeah. get a little inception on. in your movie. Damn. Yeah, I think we've already hit on this point, but anyway, clearly yeah. the guys that made this one were going for a more realistic, more sadistic, more disturbing Freddy. That's and for me, it Freddy. just doesn't work. Yeah. Did you notice that Michael Bay had produced both this yes. Friday the 13th? His name kept and cropping up, and I was like, oh, he's got his hands in everything. And like the <laughs> casting director, I was, I was like, ooh. I was like, I bet these people all just like hang out in their spare time. Probably. Well, it's all owned by the same company. That's how they were able to do Freddy versus Jason. I had forgotten how utterly boring Friday the 13th part <laughs> I warned one you. Is. I warned you. Oh, my God. I didn't like it. It's slow, one. man. That's just how they were back then, though. I mean... All of them. Like Black Christmas, Halloween, Friday. There, there's just a lot of downtime in movies but back then. I would then. rather watch Black Christmas over Friday the 13th. Oh, you're Part so one. wrong. You're so wrong mm. about that. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no. I just, well, I think society has decided that Friday the 13th got like eight movies. Black Christmas got one, so. The That's people true. have spoken. Now, yeah. well, look, the guys that made Friday the 13th, I watched some of the Blu-ray special features. Like and Sean they said they had no intention of this being a sequel. Or a franchise. Yeah, they tried to kill him over and over again. They really thought this was going to be a one and done, and they were looking at some television project as being <laughs> their big money maker because the studio hadn't really made any cash yeah. on their, their you can never films tell. yet. But then for some reason, this film blew up. I mean, I'm sure there was reasons. Back yeah. then, maybe when this came out, we're looking at it from 40 years later, right? Right. You got to think it's a product of its time. And also, slasher films were just really popular when it came out. I mean, it was riding that whole Halloween crescendo it was the found footage of its day yeah there's there's a clip in the special features of the uh the uncut version that i uh, got where they're doing some sort of like reunion con where all the actors and actresses mm -hmm. come back and talk about it and one of them literally says like we were told we were just going to rip off halloween <laughs> I like mean, that yeah. was the instruction <laughs> so just trying to make money man it wasn't art friday 13th yeah Oh, wow. He's like, Dude, we were just going to rip it off and make our own thing out of it. Which um, you can definitely see because, huge spoiler for a 30-year-old movie, uh, it's Jason's mom in the first one, who is also the toughest old lady on the planet. I mean, she gets her ass kicked and just keeps on trucking. Dude, it's old lady, young lady cat fight. Yeah. It went on for quite a bit. Quite some time. And it I was mean, like the they live fight, but with like, yeah. oh, that like is old and young women. Film fights, and I love that bum fight in the alley. Yes. Anyway, anyway, uh, that's a lot. But yes, it's but. exactly what it was like. It just dragged on, and it's like, man, I mean, I feel like I'm not that old, but I'd be down for the count. That teenager would have totally whooped my ass. But this John, why don't you just give a quick overview of the film, like what the plot is? Actually, Mark, why don't you give us a quick okay, overview? Okay, you want to hear my overview? <laughs> All right. It's oh. a camp, Camp Crystal. Uh, it, it starts Lake. off with Camp, camp Crystal, Crystal Lake. Lake. <laughs> Starting out strong. Camp, camp Lake Crystal. Uh, <laughs> Crystal Meth Lake. This is why I wanted him um, to do it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but does oh, it I actually... Sh okay, thank you. <laughs> does it show... Um, does it show Jason drowning? Does it start off in the past, like the 1950s, doesn't it? Mm -mm. They show It doesn't show it. It the, talks about it, and yeah. then it flashes back 
every now and then to like a kid flailing in the water. You do see the okay. camp counselors having sex and then they get murdered. So I jam-packed so many movies in the yeah. course of four days that I forgot. That's what I was going to ask and I wanted John to do it. But um, <laughs> oh, I was going to ask <laughs> if they actually revealed the Jason story or was it just the mother's monologue at the end that you get the info dumped? Um... I know I think they revealed it. I mean, it is a little fuzzy, but not like in like a big expositional way, but they'd be like, "Oh, did you hear a kid died there?" you right. know that kind of. Okay. So then yeah, it it uh it follows You don't know it's Jason until you don't know it was Jason that died right, until, until yeah. the mom expositions the whole thing. So the film follows these campers around and they're getting POV first person murdered. Mm-hmm. They never show the killer until the very end where they, John said they revealed it to be the mother of Jason Voorhees. Right. So, um, who worked at the camp? She worked. Yes, she was these, like these the are cook counselors. Or right? These are not yeah. kids. Oh, you're right. You're so right. So the first one They're is basically counselors. before the camp opens up, the counselors show up to kind of get everything set up, and so it's camp counselors before the camp is even open, right. and they're getting picked off. Right. So uh, this is also starring Kevin Bacon. Yes, young. Who gets was an, that Kevin Bacon? He gets mm-hmm. an arrow through the back of the neck it after like he the has time, a good time like, with yeah. that, that. That's not Kevin. No, it yeah, was. was. Wow. Okay. Yeah, one of his first movies. So, um, that's the real highlight of the film, to be <laughs> honest. After that, but uh, uh, yeah, so these these kids are getting up to no good. They're playing strip poker. I keep saying kids. I know they're counselors. Well, they're kids. I mean, for uh, us, they're kids. Right. They are counselors, but yes, they're also strip, kids. Strip Monopoly. There you go. Sorry. Yes. Um, how do you even? Which play? honestly, I would rather watch two hours of Strip Monopoly than this film. Who wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, not a hard. Uh, <laughs> we need to pitch this to one of the, strip, the stations. God. How, just strip Monopoly, man. If that's what people were doing in the 70s, I'm so glad we have iPhones now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, this uh, continues on until the last character. She's getting chased around and then the mother shows up and she's like, oh dear, what's going on? Oh, I'm being chased. They're all dead. They're all dead. Yeah. And the mother's like, I'm not afraid. Let's go in and talk it over. And then we get our info dump on who she is, what Jason, what happened to Jason. And then they have the, uh, what did you call it, Garrett? The old lady, young cat girl fight. cat fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It goes on for like, I don't know, conservatively seven hours. Yes. Easily. And then it ends with her getting beheaded by the, the lead actress. Um, really, the only thing to take away from this film is the last 10 minutes, yeah. I think, is once that you get your info dump, that happens. And then she's, for some reason, decides she's going to go sleep in a boat in the middle of the lake. Wakes up. The cops are showing up. They stage it as making the audience think this is the end of the film. It's going to roll credits. And then, up oh, in a big gotcha moment, Jason jumps out of the water and pulls her in. And then she wakes up in the hospital. They're like, we had to pull you out of the lake. And she's like, where's the Jason? And they're like, who's Jason? The little boy. He must still be out there. And then we get the credits. I like how we're talking about reboots and remakes. And we've described the reboots and the remakes of every other movie. And then Mark decided to tell us the original Fight of the Fantasy <laughs> plotline instead of the reboot or the remake. Well, I'm trying to set up that my expectations for the remake of this one were extremely low because I don't like the original. To be fair, the original is an exceptionally... I told you before you watched it, I was like, dude, this movie is boring as hell. But, yeah. you know, kind of like yeah. Black Christmas, it was one of those things, like, at the time, it was new and fresh, and it had a... It had, like, a real, like, you know... Yeah. It became a cult thing eventually. But, yeah. So they remade it in yep. 2009? 2010? Like, around there, I think yeah. it was 08, 09. There. there was, like, a rash of them. I think they did a bunch of these all at the same time. Yeah, and this... I enjoyed this remake. It starts out in your typical shitty kind of like 
late or early 2000s horror movie fashion where, you know, some kids go out camping looking for some weed that they planted and they were going <laughs> to sell the weed and get super rich. And um, yes, weed, the moneymaker. And it, it, it's it's full of just terrible tropes. And it started like I was like, oh, I really I'm didn't not, enjoy the beginning. Yeah, but I was like, like I'm not going to enjoy this. The first round of campers I was out on. Was they like, weren't campers. They were just people looking for weed, dude. Well, they set up camp and they had a campfire. Okay, well, I guess they technically in the, the <laughs> I mean, most by definition the word, they were they were they were like looking for a geocache of weed or something. Right? Yes. they were doing GPS thing. <laughs> Somebody get us but a yeah, GPS. Like that whole cast of characters, I was like, I don't like any of these kids, and then they all die. But then we go into another round of kids or teens, and then the the story really begins. Right? Yeah, that's kind of where the you can keep calling them kids, Mark. It's fine at this point. If you're like below twenty five, I consider you a child anyway. So okay, these dudes look like they were into like their mid twenties, like maybe thirties. Some of the yeah. guys, I I was watching with my roommate, and the first thing she pointed out, she was like, oh, "That's Sam Winchester from Supernatural," and I was like, "Oh God, here <laughs> you know what? we go." Cat pointed that out of too. Of course she did. <laughs> of course she did. And um, yeah, so the whole movie, I'm sitting there going like, oh, she's like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, we get it, <laughs> right? We get it. So, um, does so he run in this one? Jason runs, right? He does. He's run. like a he runner. Is so aggressive in this film, yeah. and that's I love that. I love that so much because the first one, he's well, in the first one, he's not in that. It's no. but all Ford, historically slashers up to that point, really. So the remake, slow. the remake, I feel kind of takes film one through three, maybe four, condenses it into this reboot, right? Because we get the we get a five minute intro of the mother. Uh, scene that I was describing from the original and kind of like a flashback dreamy sequence. Um, then we get the kills and Jason shows up and he's in bag mode, right? Yeah, so round, round one of the, the campers is all bag mode. And then as the round two of campers goes on, he gets his iconic mask. And he never got that mask in the originals till movie three. Yes, right. exactly. I think it includes four though because he's already kind of supernaturally in this one too, right? I don't know if I'd say he's supernaturally. I was telling Mark about this yeah. um, beforehand is that Mark was like, he ran really fast. I was like, if you're a big, huge person and you've got a lot of muscle and you start running, it looks like you're running fast. Like just because you're a, you're covering more ground. You're like really, I mean, there's, there's OG, some large OG people. Jason seems like he could like have ability to teleport. Yeah, well, that's true. That's yeah. true. He, he gotta, was all over the remember, place. Remember, in number four, he got struck by lightning and risen from the dead. So right. that's, that's one of right. his abilities. That's where he became super. Like, that's where he became supernatural. Raiden. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, OG Jason never had to really move anywhere. Right, he just appeared. So anyway, you're saying Garrett, big husky hulking I, I dudes. I loved this Jason. Um, I can't remember the actor's name or whatever, but um, he was phenomenal like he just every movement he had when he started like kicking the canoes because he yeah. couldn't find whose backpack it was i mean it, you're just like dude this guy could literally choke a tree like i mean it was one of those <laughs> things where like he just he just had raw power built into every move yeah. and everything he did and his eyes man like it was the, the dark eyes behind the when he got the hockey mask but just every body movement i was just like dude i would be terrified to see yeah. this man just walk up to me and ask for directions. It would be like, it was a big yo, deal. dude, hands in, up, man. <laughs> it was a big deal in the, the Jason community or whatever that they didn't invite the original Jason back or what's sure. considered the uh, the guy who played him the most because actually a few people have played him uh, and got this new guy instead. They did not like that he was quick and nimble. I, again, people, and this goes to any kind of fandom, people yeah. hate change. True. And I... <clears throat> 
over my years, I've learned to tone that down. You know, like in comics, you know, it's like, yeah. what? Thor's going to be a girl. And it's like, okay, let's, I, like, I'm more like, okay, let's see how this pans out. Right. And other people were just like, no, let's burn <laughs> Marvel to the ground. And I'm just like, yo, guys, wait. And it actually has been amazing. But that's a side note. <laughs> I thought we had some good kills in this too. Like, so if you're talking to 13-year-old me, when I first saw my first Friday the 13th film, probably like 9, 10, 11, 12, whatever. Um, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. That's yeah. a pretty big right? You're talking. Welcome back to Counting with Mark. Yeah. I have a bad memory. I don't remember the exact time. Somewhere between 9 and 40, I watched this movie. So some point in the last 30 years, I watched this film. Um, back when I was a kid, I watched these for interesting, fun kills and titties. Yeah. Oh, of course. Right? They were everywhere. That's what you went And this for. movie had a plethora of titties. I'm sorry, breasts, if you will. Right. <laughs> but but it, just on terms of the uh, the kills, I thought we had some fun ones. Uh, some of the more interesting ones for me was... Um, this is for the remake, right? This in the remake, the yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm the done talking about the original. The original had no fun There's kills. nothing else to yes. say. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the first group of campers, whenever he started macheteing through the floor and stabbing the guy in the feet, and then he just busts out of the ground and pulls <laughs> him underneath the house, I thought that was a good kill. I enjoyed that one. That wasn't the house. That was actually Camp Crystal Lake. That was one of the well, cabins. Well, okay, one of the cabins. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So I liked that one. And then I really enjoyed the topless skier and the guy's driving the boat in the water and he just takes a straight arrow to the head. Oh, like, yeah. Jason knows he's apparently he's been practicing his <laughs> archery skills. Very since good. You got to do drone. something at the camp. It's been yes. shut down, man. That yeah. was nuts. And I was like, okay, wow. And then she gets hit by the boat and she's bleeding in the water. And then she comes back to shore and she's hiding under the pier and he just machetes her through the head. Yeah. Straight through the floorboard. The saddest thing about like the Jason franchise is reading like the IMDb about all the stuff they had to cut to not get X-rated back in the day. Like they had some pretty incredible ideas that then the MPA for, was like, kills like, get out of here. Yeah, for, for kills. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. this movie had a excessively almost pornographic sex scene, which don't get me wrong, was hot as hell. But I'm gonna I'm gonna quote a, a line from that. No, one. please don't quote a line. I was about to say, even though it was exceptionally hot, the dude who was involved in that scene I would not this. shut his mouth, and I was like, dude, you are killing this for everyone. He was obsessed with tits. And he was quoted saying, Your tits are so juicy, dude. Your tits are so juicy, dude. <laughs> he told that to his partner, the girl in the bed. <laughs> to be fair, she was filming it. She kept going once her friend knocked on the door. I feel like it doesn't matter what he said. She was down for yeah, whatever. She was I don't DTF, know. man. You There's think, no slowing that train. You think that was an train. improv line or was that written <laughs> so, in script? I, I guarantee you the, the girl was like, you're getting one take at this. And he wouldn't shut his mouth. And they were like, fuck, just we got go to use what we have. Okay so, okay, so I had one question uh, uh, in in particular to asshole your tits are so juicy dude. Yes. <laughs> was he not the boyfriend of the brunette who went No no, he was the boyfriend of the okay. I, think I thought he was, he was loosely, cheating on her or no, something. No, I think he was loosely the boyfriend of the girl he was having sex with yeah. in that scene. I think that there was just some flirty kind of general like, hey, you know. <laughs> so as Mark mentioned, these geocaching weed campers kind of go out in the forest to find some weed. Two of their friends go to nearby Camp Crystal Lake uh, cabins and stuff like that are abandoned. It's been run down forever. They end up finding their way there. And uh, while they're there, one of the girls who looks very much like Jason's mother picks up a pendant 
a, a little locket with Jason's mother's picture in it. Was the mother's head in it. that camp? Yes, yes. It was actually in a hole in the wall. And they find that and they're like, yeah. let's get the fuck out of here. Gotta have the head shrine. And right. that's when right. Jason starts stabbing underneath the floorboards with the, yeah, the machete yeah, 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 yeah. into the, the dude who finds the, the mother's head. And the girl's like, I'm fucking out of here. So she runs back to camp, sees the um, the dude caught in the bear trap, sees her friend dead from being burned alive in the sleeping bag, freaks out, gets abducted by Jason, smash cut to title screen, smash cut to a bunch of kids, uh, let's say mid-20s, early 20s, in an SUV going out to one of their dad's like lake houses, which is close to Camp Crystal Lake. And then um, has that been done in the the previous films, John? Have they done like a, a camp, uh, like a house on the lake? Shit, which one was it? Where she has psychic powers? It was like five or six. Yeah, she, they were living on a house. Okay, on the lake. so it's been done. Garrett, continue. Okay. They meet Sam Winchester. I don't remember the guy's name from the movie, so I'm just going to call him Sam Winchester from Supernatural because that's what all the women <laughs> are going to recognize anyway. Is he the brother? So the girl who gets kidnapped in the very beginning, her brother is looking for her, and which um, I don't recall Jason ever keeping captives. In the original, I, that was new for me, also. But no, I figured I it looks like his. It looks like his mom. He's got mommy issues. Okay, I'm gonna let this. Which one slide. I think that pendant actually saved her life it, because it, he sees it and he's like, "Oh, is this my mom?" I don't think that's it. I think he was just like, "Oh, here's a perfect fill-in." Oh, he's just filling that role. I think it's yeah. yeah. I think it's that definitely like in another movie too, right? Where she they she put on the mom's jacket. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I believe movie two. two. Yeah, so they're probably oh. redoing that. Jason, in a your sense. work's done. Yeah, mommy's, you're done doing mommy's work. Yeah, that whole scene. Yeah, yeah. mommy issues. Yeah, yeah. Enough said. <laughs> um, so they meet Sam. He's looking for his kidnapped sister. They end up going to the lake house. It's a bunch of typical teen like we're gonna get drunk and fuck and do whatever, whatever and cliche. Yeah, typical the, standard the, stuff. The preppy assholes there. The slutty blonde. Yeah, and yeah. then. Um, the dorky Asian guy. The, the cute. Hey, my roommate <laughs> loved that Asian dude. She was so mad when he got killed. She's like, "Oh, I was no, hoping he'd so survive." Cute. And he I was, was like, he kind of brought some levity. So anyway, they they start getting picked off one by one in typical you know horror movie fashion. Jason's working his way through. Eventually, Sam finds his way back to this house and gets invited in, and then they end up going to search for his sister, and they find Camp Crystal Lake, and. They see Jason walking like a body. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh my God, there's someone out here killing people. They tell him typical, you know, shenanigans happen. Stuff's happening. Yeah. And then that's when Jason's like, okay, turns his attention to the lake house, starts killing off those people one by one. We can talk about some of the kills a little bit more in a minute. The girl who looks like Jason's mom escapes from the cabin, like totally gets out. And like makes it all the way to the lake house. And you're like, oh, wow, this is actually really unique. Like she You know why they got her get away, right? So she could witness the line, your tits are so juicy, dude. Because <laughs> that's the moment she shows yes, up at the she window. She does show up in, at the, the, the time when you really like that sex. line, man. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I had to rewind it and go like, did he really just say what I thought he did? I oh, turned he on, said, he said I turned on closed captions and sure enough. That's incredible. He says a lot of things that like, I was like, wow, this could be a really enjoyable scene if that deal would just shut his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so anyway, she gets out, she makes it to the house, but then she gets grabbed by Jason. Right recaptured. She yeah, she gets recaptured. Sam and one of the girls goes back to the, the camp, find his sister, and then they try to escape. And then from there, it's just your standard Jason chasing mm -hmm. them, and one by one, they're getting picked off. You know? Something they did do is that the, the innocent teen, you know, the, this film franchise has a history of like 
well, only the fornicators get it, or those who are doing bad get it. They actually kill off the brunette. Yeah, the, who was the kind of virgin ass character. Yeah. yeah, kind of set up the as being the heroine. <laughs> <Fornicators>. <laughs> That's great, Mark. Dirty fornicators. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she gets it in the end, and the brother and the sister make it out. Yeah, and so that, that was kind of neat. Yeah. Let's talk about the ending here because this was the one thing. I mean, other than a few minor gripes, this is the one thing that I just really had a problem with. So after Jason has killed arguably ten people, if yeah. not more, from the both groups of the uh, the campers and stuff like that, um, they take Jason out. He gets strangled to death via chain and wood chipper. I thought his ass was going in the wood chipper, but he didn't go in the wood chipper. Damn close. Damn close. So they take his body. Um, Sam Winchester and um, the his sister Whitney take the body and dump it in the lake. They dump really it in stupid. Camp Crystal Lake with the the mask and Jason, and they dump it in. And they're like, "Well, that's done." And then in typical <laughs> like throw, callback to the original, Jason jumps out of the water, grabs the sister, and pulls her down into the lake. And that's a whole like like, and then it cuts to the credits and stuff like that. They should have put him through the wood chipper. Just finished the job. He was right what I'm there. Saying, that's like, it, man. Yo, wood chip it, or you know what? At this, and also the cops at one point show up and get killed by Jason. Also, right? They so, come to the door and they get stabbed. And so at this point, right you've got door. ten kids, a cop. You know, like at this point, Jason is your alibi. What you don't do is you don't throw away yeah, the one point. piece of evidence that exonerates <laughs> you from having killed. 10 people. You're like, this is the dude straight up. They don't do that. They just like, hey, let's just dump the body and we'll be done with this. It's like, wait a minute. You are going to have to answer for <laughs> 10 people dead here. That's true. And they're just like, yeah, get rid of them. Yeah, the next day, it'd be interesting to see some movie about the next day after a horror movie because uh, there'd make a, be some very interesting conversations that you'd have to have. I don't know if it exists, but I want to see like a movie where it's like all these people who are in different horror movies, like all in therapy together, like, group <laughs> like therapy a Doctor Cats. Yes, a Doctor Cats esque, <laughs> like you know, like well, so then Jason basically totally. It's like, what do you? How do you feel about that? Only if we can get it in that animated style. <laughs> no man. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So yeah. So let's see. Do we? I like this one. It's definitely got some flaws, but I don't. I think it was better than the Nightmare. Garrett, it sounds like you enjoyed this to a degree too. Uh, I loved this movie after the first initial intro, where like you get past the two thousand three yeah. tropes and that like real cop out ending. I love the throwback where he jumps out and grabs the the girl. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Was there any other kills you guys wanted to bring up before we move on? When the dude gets ha- like it's the axe thrown into his back. Oh yeah. There is something about being like hacked in the spine that just always gets me to yeah, immediately yeah. just like cringe and that happened and he's like screaming and like they're like don't go out there it's a trap and i'm like fuck yeah it's a trap man <laughs> but get that axe out of his back somebody help him man. Like, help the man it just drove me nuts because i was just like i can't i had the hardest time yeah, dealing that was with a that. tough one also another part that had it was a big issue for me is when the uh the asshole guy who dude your tits are so juicy guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um <laughs> That's Dozen how he's credited on IMDb, goes, by the way. That's our podcast <laughs> title name right there. Dozen gets a gun out of the closet, and immediately, whenever he hears something, turns and just starts firing. Oh, he's and, ter- somebody should have taken that gun and be <laughs> like, you were going to kill somebody. Well, like, his girlfriend is dead on the other side of, like, the bathroom door. Do and, we like, think he ended her? I feel like he probably and then blame it on, on Jason. Coffin. Yeah, because he shot her at least three he, times. But he, <laughs> he pushes the door open, looks down, realizes that he just shot into her where her body was, and he was like, "Jason killed her. We gotta go." And it was like, "Let's get out well, of here." She's convenient. dead. Jason yeah. did it. Close. <laughs> yeah, that guy was a real piece of shit, and I think that was the whole point of his character. 
But from the it moment... Was, he was a little over the top, though. Like, he was over the top. Because they first introduced him in the, the gas station at the very beginning. Right. Like, the brother's out handing out flyers. My like, sister's have missing. My, yeah. Have you seen her? And he's like, hey, bro, you're going to buy anything? You're just going to get in my way. Yeah. Whatever that And just doesn't let it was. go. Just like, what, we're not going to be friends, bro? He's like, I'm not your bro. And he's like, oh, I thought we were going to hang out, pal. And it's just like... I'm not your buddy, mate. I'm not your mate, buddy. <laughs> you know, it's pal, like, guy. <laughs> turns into South Park. Yeah, yeah. It was um, definitely over the top, but he filled he filled a specific role. And oh god, I wanted to slap yeah. him in his face the whole time. I don't think that means he did his job well. He did it. He did a good job. So, yeah. John, do you have any uh, complaints about this film that you didn't get to say? <sighs> no, I just didn't like it. But it could be because I watched it as the last. We, uh, my wife and I watched all the Jason films like in three days. And this wow. was just the end of it, right? This was the last one. So it could have been that I was carrying some animosity into watching this film. That's fair. Um, animosity from having to watch so many of them? From, or from just how was... bad they get near the end. Oh, okay. Um, I, wanna... so I, didn't, I don't remember liking it, man. I remember just being like, you know. I feel like when I saw it back in 08, yeah. 09 that I felt kind of the same way. I wasn't into it. But rewatching it again, I think I... Walked away with a more of appreciation okay. for it. So maybe give it a chance after you've had some time to breathe. Decompress, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm up for watching Jason anytime soon, though, because that was, yeah. well, we that can, was a we lot. We can talk about more we'll about, talk about the, yeah. the franchise um, when we get into that episode, because, yeah, that, that does some uh, dumb stuff. Um, I think for a remake, it was probably fine. You know, to be honest, I don't think any of these movies were absolutely garbage. I liked all of them in the sense been... of, you know, could, it, could I throw them on and watch it and enjoy it? Yeah, probably, except maybe that... Movie, there's been but. some other really good remakes too where like you know um like the the dawn of the deads the day of the deads things like right. that like they're remaking day of the dead right now but like yep. there's been a lot of movies they've they've rebooted and have actually been okay and they all have their own problems yeah. i think that's just from the the sign of the times but right. overall i mean these were pretty pretty solid And that's going to wrap up the first of our two-part remake episode. If you have any questions, comments, or topics for us to discuss, you can email us at gravetalkpodcast at iCloud.com or check us out on our Twitter page at The Grave Talk. You can also find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Until next time, keep yourself above ground, otherwise you may be dead, and the dead can't listen. <laughs>